Hi everyone. I'd like to share with you an email I received this afternoon. It's a really disturbing um, email actually I found, but uh, um, was, the person was asking for my help and um, my advice and kind of um, uh, responding scripturally and I thought it was worth doing a, a separate video about because I think this is a subject which all of us are going to have to face sooner or later and that is the, the no jab, no job policy even within the church. So let me read you a few bits of the, the emails that I received. Um, so I'm going to be losing my church ministry position at the end of this month because I won't be vaccinated. So um, this person uh, wrote to me and, um, and, and said this. And, and so I, I was asking, well, what's the situation? And so there's just a bit more information. Um, I'm employed by an Anglican church in Canada. This was a decision recently made by my diocese. All staff and volunteers over the age of 12, I believe, must be vaccinated in order to continue beyond the end of this month. How would you address that scripturally? It's a slightly different issue than vaccine mandates to attend church at all. Um, and then he just said the rationale given was brief, protection of the vulnerable. So they've been told we need to protect the vulnerable, therefore we need everyone, all staff and volunteers, to be vaccinated. If you're not, if you haven't got the jab, no jab, no job in the church and even no jab, no volunteer in the church. I mean, that, that is um, a, a level above that. Um, how do we respond to that scripturally? Now, what, what's a Christian response to this? Um, well, I've got two points that I want to make and then I want to share my own story because I think um, that, will, um, that will be relevant as well. So two points and then my own kind of um, story about what happened to me. So the first point I want to make is that it's not possible to respond scripturally to something which is nonsense. Okay, so um, the idea that the that the um, the vaccine should protect um, the vulnerable is um, that that we should all be vaccinated in order to protect the vulnerable is I think a nonsense. You know, if the vaccine is effective then it protects the vulnerable already it protects the ones who have the vaccine so if you want to be protected you don't need everyone else to be vaccinated you need to have the vaccine and that will protect you and as far as we know um, I mean I know that um, you know there's all sorts of different things going on but it does seem to protect against hospitalization and against death um, the vaccine I accept that that's what that's what it looks like but it doesn't stop you from uh, catching the virus even mildly and spreading it. So people who've been vaccinated can still spread the virus. So why would, you know, what protect, if I have the vaccine and, and you have the vaccine, then what does my having the vaccine add to your protection? You know, not a lot really. And, and this is the thing that, you know, we're kind of, um, the, the whole thing about mandating vaccination in this context just seems to, um, it, it just seems to be based on a falsehood. And that's why I say it's a nonsense. You know, you can't respond to something which is a non-argument. You know, and I, I would say the only thing you could say in this situation is, um, no, please, can you provide a better justification than that? Than protecting the vulnerable because that is not a justification, you know. That's that's a non. It's kind of like um, you know how how would you respond um, scripturally to, for example, a law saying everyone must carry a can opener 
at all times in case there's someone who you know needs to open a can and um, you know you can help them out and you think well that that's just nonsense isn't it you know they're not going to do that you can't respond scripturally to that because it's there's not not really an argument and similarly protecting the vulnerable isn't really an argument you know that if they're going to produce if they're actually going to produce a proper argument you can respond to it properly if they're just going to produce that you can't respond to it it's you know you can't respond properly to nonsense it's it's illogical the second thing that i want to say is that as we've been witnessing in um the world now for some time i mean this has always been the case but i think we've seen it more and more um in the last few years is that there is a big tension between god's ways and the world's ways now that's always there you know james says uh, anyone who's friends with the world is an enemy of god so there's always that world versus god kind of dynamic going on in in the bible um but i think we see that with vaccinations and like i was looking at in the podcast yesterday this drive for vaccinations the coercion particularly vaccinating children this this kind of insane desire to have everyone vaccinated is is like a religious mania and i do think there is a a real religious fervor with which people push the vaccinations and i think that um again when you see this happening in in the world you can kind of see yeah that's the world's kind of substitute religion but when you see this happening in the church you have to ask yourself what's happening here and there have been problems brewing in many mainline denominations for some time now um so jim packer for example he was a british um, evangelical um, anglican minister he went over to canada um in the mid 20th century i think and um then he was in the anglican church of canada and he he left in 2003 and he felt that he had to leave and there's an article which i'll put the link down in the description below called why i walked he wrote in 2003 just explaining why he felt like he had to leave but the warning signs and the you know the the the, the trajectory has been there for a long time and you know i can well imagine in the church of england something like this happening a no jab no job policy um, to protect the vulnerable you know it'll be couched in language of well we don't really want to do it but given the emergency you know we want to um you know we want to make everyone safe and you know we we think this is the best way of making everyone safe so you know something very authoritarian will be put in in those kind of terms so i can i can imagine the church of england doing something like this as well and it's not just the anglican churches but there are many others sadly that you know a lot of a lot of mainline denominations have effectively changed their allegiance effectively changed their religion they're no longer christian they're basically secular with a christian veneer and that's what i think is happening in in this particular example and in other cases around the world um, where we'll see churches requiring vaccination it's taking on the worldly agenda not a godly one and that's deeply concerning my question is is that something which you want to be part of and you know i think that people who are biblically orthodox christians are going to find it harder and harder to remain in traditional denominations and what's happened with covid has just accelerated i think what was happening already 
And, um, you know, I mean, you think about the, the poor um, vicar down in, in Paul, I think, uh, down south, who has a clergy discipline measure uh, against him because he dared to, to sing a song on Easter Sunday, sing Thine Be the Glory Without a Mask On. He, um, he hugged a mourner in a, in a, at a funeral um, against the social distancing guidelines and all that sort of thing. And, um, you know, yeah, OK, there are other things going on, but, but that is pretty disturbing, I think, that this, this um, clergy discipline measure, this complaint, formal sort of complaint could actually be raised against him for those reasons in the first place. And this kind of thing is just happening. I am, I'm in a group of clergy in the UK um, and uh, one was saying that in his, in his diocese they had an email the other day about vaccinations and with some essentially misinformation, sort of pro-vaccine uh, misinformation in it, you know, recommending everyone. And, and you think, well, why, again, why is this being included in diocesan emails? Um, and it's because they've taken on the values of the world. And that's what's happening, folks. We, we're going to have to choose. Are you going to choose God or are you going to choose the world? That's the choice that we're going to have to make sooner or later, I think. And for some of us, that, that comes earlier for some that comes later but I think that's what's that's what's happening you know sooner or later those of us who cling to the truth those of us who cling to God are going to have to choose do you want to go the God way or do you want to go the world's way um, you can't do both you have to do one or the other which is it going to be I'd just like to um, to finish by talking about my own story because I think it is relevant and I hope that it will be an encouragement to you who are facing this situation going God's way or going the world's way. So um, a couple of years ago now, well about two and a half, three years ago now, um, I was approaching the end of my um, curacy and a curacy in the Church of England is sort of like your apprenticeship where you do your final training, practical on the job training um, before becoming a vicar. And um, that's usually three or four uh, years. And I was approaching the end of my curacy, um, but I, I really felt strongly that God wanted me to remain in the town where I was and where we, we still are. And um, anyway, um, a job sort of became available in the church um, and I, I applied for it, but I didn't get it. And um, I was the only applicant. Now, um, I don't want to go into all of the ins and outs of, of what was happening there because I think it's, you know, that that's kind of irrelevant. But the point is that because I followed God, what I believed God was calling me to, you know, if I'd have just gone somewhere else and got another job in another church, then that would have been, you know, fine. But I, I had to, to do what I felt God was calling me to do. And that meant that I was left at the beginning of 2019 um, I was left without a job and we were even told that we'd have to move out of our house. Um, but you know, we didn't have to move out of the house. We were able to come to an arrangement to rent and um, financially speaking, and I, I still can't quite believe this, but two and a half years later, not having received a wage for two and a half years, we're still here. We're still going. We're still making ends meet. And God's provided for us in some really quite amazing ways. And, you know, um, without going into all the ins and outs of the story, I, I hope that th this is an encouragement that, you know, God does reward those who stick to their principles, who stick to what is right and that God will provide. 
Now Jesus said, seek ye first the kingdom of God and all of these things shall be added unto you. And I think that that's such a, uh, an important thing, you know, that when we seek God and his will first and foremost, then the other things will fall into place. So I would say, um, you know, stick with your conscience. You know, don't get jabbed. If, if it means you lose your job, trust in God and he will provide. He'll provide another another job for you or whatever it may be. And, it, it, you know, that just follow your conscience. Don't do anything against your conscience and, and trust God to look after you. That's what I would say. And if you want some practical help doing that, read the Psalms. Um, I read a Psalm every day and I try and encourage everyone to do it. But it's it's full of this kind of language. And I think that, you know, as Christians, we're going to have to really get more into this over the, the coming months. Get into the Psalms um, because they're they're full of you know, oh, my, my enemies are pursuing me, but I trust in you, O oh God, to deliver me. And, you know, the, the, there's a line I love that, um, you know, that the, the, the um, hole that they've dug, they've fallen into themselves. It's something like that. And, you know, the people who do evil run into it themselves in the end. And that's what will happen here. Um, but we just need to hold firm. We need to hold fast and trust that God will look after us in the meantime. So I hope that, that that's helpful. Um, I, I realise that these are really not easy issues to um, to discuss, but you know I, I just think this 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 push for vaccination is irrational. It can't be reasoned with rationally. Um, that actually it's a religious battle, and that we who believe and trust in God have to hold firm, and we have to to hold fast to the truth, um, and and that's how we'll get through this. Hold fast to God. Um, I'm just going to take a moment to pray and I'll pray for um, for the, the, the person who emailed and I'll also pray for um, anyone who is, is facing um, this situation. And so Heavenly Father, I do uh, just want to pray firstly for um, the, the man who, who um, emailed me, Lord, uh, from Canada. I just pray that you would give him the strength to do the, the, the right thing and lead him in whatever that may be. And I pray, Lord, that um, you would um, help anyone who's in that situation to cling fast to you and that you would look after them and provide all of their needs. And I pray, Lord, that you would help us who can see what's happening uh, in the world to hold firmly to the truth and to not be swayed, but to, um, but to seek you, that you would protect us and look after us and that the evil would be defeated in the end as we hold fast to you. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, thanks um, so much. I hope that um, that's, this has been helpful to you. And um, yeah, as I like to, ha uh, you have to, it's the rules. You have to finish every YouTube video like this. Like, don't forget the like. Um, and don't forget to subscribe if you like these videos. And at the Buy Me A Coffee link is down there as well if you appreciate it. Um, and um, yeah, I do appreciate all the support. And uh, I'm just glad that as a community, we can help each other like this. So thanks so much, everyone. God bless and uh, see you again soon.